people welcome to our brand new mma roasted podcast it's me adam hunter uh so i'm recording this on friday uh and it's gonna come out on monday so the fights are tomorrow obviously but i'm working on a cruise ship so i'm giving you a podcast but we're not talking about the fights because they already happened so we don't know what so just so you know if you're watching the show why are you guys mentioning the fights it's because we haven't seen them yet uh i'm here with my man sean mccorkle uh who is one of the uh, former ufc heavyweight badass beat mark hunt and my buddy aldo aldo you here yes sir can you hear me yeah 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 for some reason you're like frozen on me aldo Juliano and me and aldo coach wrestling together he's one of my best friends in the whole world i've known him for years uh sean are you are you you with me yeah can you hear me i'm actually uh two things while i'm in florida uh missing the blue angel show that's how committed i am to this podcast i just got to florida stayed up all night driving i've been up for like 40 hours but um also um what we could do is I can just give you all my bets for what's going to happen this weekend, and then we'll know that the results are opposite. So then we can <laughs> they did happen. Because I guarantee you I'm wrong on every single pick. I'm on a streak unlike anything you've ever seen in your life on wrong picks. So. We're going to talk about that. We only have Aldo for like 10 minutes. Uh, so because uh, I got you. We're good for a half hour. Oh, good. So, me, so Sean, so basically uh, I started coaching wrestling because I, I, on Craigslist, they were like looking for a wrestling coach, right? I was here like 15 years ago. I'm like, I can do that. So Normally when you answer a looking for a wrestling partner out on Craigslist, it doesn't turn out in the middle. <laughs> so I, I, like, drive, it was. So I, 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 I like, drive down there and the guy was like, what do you know about the adult wrestling league? And I was like, I don't know what that is. He's like, all right, you're hired. So basically the guy before me who got the job, it was like the adult transgender wrestling league, right? And uh, they were had naked. They wanted to use the mats to have naked wrestling in the school. Can you can you guys hear me? There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they wanted to have uh, like naked wrestling in the school uh, for like for like at, at the so the guy was like actual wrestler, but I'm like I don't know what they, like basically you're like you're hired. I'm like okay, great. So. <laughs> But I was leaving for, like, Africa to do a comedy show in Africa for, like, the military. So, like, a week after I started coaching. The kids didn't know anything. Like, there was no the, – the walls weren't padded. The kids were running right into the walls. They were, like, almost, you know, getting concussions. I'm like, first of all, we got to get pad the walls uh, or, or I'm not going to coach here. So I hired my buddy Dixon, who told me he wrestled. I didn't realize he did <laughs> WWE wrestling, Sean, right? Oh, okay. So, so I come back, and the kids have a match. We lose 64 to like three, and the kids are all trying like DDTs and fucking like pile drivers. And uh, I'm like, I thought, he's like, I didn't teach this. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, I thought you wrestled. So anyway, I need another coach. I'm like, dude, this is not good. So me and Aldo, he's like, I used to wrestle. So I'm like, when? He's like, yeah, I wrestled back in high school. I was part of the whole uh, Mark Schultz back at the, what's the, what's the name of that like league? Fox Catcher. Box yeah, catcher. box catcher. So I was like, all right. So Aldo comes, and he's great. Aldo, like, but he's an old school coach, Sean. <laughs> like, uh, Do you specify like, what that means? <laughs> so He's old school in the Joe Paterno. Uh, <laughs> not, not, see, that's why I wanted oh, to like, specify, Brandon. Not, not in that way. <laughs> but, I mean, old school is like, middle school kids, like, hey, coach, my knee hurts. He's like, quit being a pussy. I'm like, uh, Aldo, you can't call kids pussies now uh, anymore. So Aldo also, and this is like, this guy is one of the most interesting guys I know. He, he like drives a, he drives a Harley. He's a comedian, but he used to be a Chippendale dancer. Uh, I mean, like a real Chippendale. Like there's like three documentaries on him back in the day, and he also has, he also has a scar from here to here. Uh, and, and how did you get that scar, Aldo? I got jumped by like 12 Puerto Ricans and a black dude back in Philly. 
cutting through an alley, coming home from one of the shows and had makeup on that night. You know, we did a shoot. And so I didn't take it off. It just it made me look better. And I was picking up my girl. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm like hooking down. I used to take the train back to Center City. I just cut down this alley, did it every night. It was actually a gay neighborhood. I could hear guys go, hey, baby, I'm like, fuck you. But um, that night I heard a guy running up behind me and I had my bag laced on my shoulder. And I didn't look back. I heard him, but I didn't look back. I was just like tired. I'm just walking. And when he ran by, he grabbed my bag and I had my hand on it. So I pulled it and I had my leg came up and it hit his knee. Mm. It just him flying this way. He threw a punch and I kind of grabbed his, his elbow, tossed him and I hit him. And I should have just ran. It would have been a great story. It was like, fuck, that's cool. But like an asshole, I stayed there. Like I was kicking the guy's leg and I'm kicking the other guy. Come on, there's two. Blah, blah, blah. Before I knew, I looked up, they were all around me. And it just, wow. it just, it just went south from there. They hit, they, I got 37 stitches here. I lost three teeth. And then they clouded me with a metal pipe in the back of my head, which cracked my skull. was the kind of final blow. And I had $286 in my bag in cash that they originally tried to grab, which when I looked over in the hospital, it was right there and not a dime was missing. Which wow. kind of sucked. <laughs> uh, really odd that gay guys were doing a hate crime against you. That's weird. What's, what's that? <laughs> I said, it's weird that gay guys were doing a hate crime against you. Like, well, I don't know if they were gay. It was like a gay neighborhood, you know? Right. I hope they weren't gay because I got my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. <that'd> be, <laughs> I had one of the great stories, not to take over, Adam, but... No, go on. One time a guy asked me if I'd ever heard of Big Panties. Uh, hey, actually, this guy is... I was at a Honduran house party. It's a long story, but... <laughs> sounds the only white sounds guy there already. <laughs> yeah. That's, I was the only white guy there, and... Uh, so I'm at a Honduran house party, and this guy goes, hey, man, you ever been locked up? And I was like, not officially, like just, you know, whatever. He said, I figured you'd know about Big Panties if you had. And I was like, Is I don't it know. Big that Panties you're saying? Big? Yeah, guy named Big Panties. Oh, Big Panties. And uh, he proceeded to tell a story about this guy, Big Panties, who in prison would come up to you, and he would be polite at first and tell you he wants to suck your dick. <laughs> but if you, say, if you say no, I guess he's some real big, he doesn't matter what color he was, but he was black, a real big black guy. If you say no, he gets mad and knocks you out, then sucks your dick while you're knocked out. And then when you wake up, you're gay. That's what the guy tells me. Oh, and I was like, man, that sounds terrible. And uh, he goes, it's legit. So I kept laughing and saying it was real. He goes, ask anyone you know that's been locked up. So I text my buddy that was in prison for like seven years. I said, you ever heard of big panties? He goes, hell yeah. He goes, he tried to sucker punch me one time and suck my dick. Luckily he missed on one of them or something like that. I don't know what it was. Missed the punch, but he still sucked my dick or something like that. And uh, so I hit another guy I know who's locked up. I said, hey, man, you ever heard a dude named Big Panties? He goes, dude, you got to watch out. If, you know, if you're around that dude, watch out. Like, he hits me up right back. Where he, goes, he will punch you and suck your dick. He's actually, he's cool about it first. He'll ask you. But if you say no, he's going to straight knock you out and suck your dick. Then you're gay. Like he it said, the worst. funniest thing I ever heard in my life. So, yeah, I was wondering if he wasn't one of the guys you. So. That like the worst. Which is worse, getting knocked out or just having it done? <laughs> I don't understand. Do you think, but how are you going to get a boner? He sucks your, like a flaccid dick? Like I, I don't know. I guess if you, I guess you're knocked out, maybe you don't know. <laughs> I don't know what then, I do. And then you have to be gay after that? Like, what if, that's, yeah, that's what they tell me. That's what the guy, both guys say. Yeah, then you wake up, you're gay. I was like, man, that's a, that's a weird way to pause it. Like, how did you know you were gay? Well, this big black dude knocked me out. Wait, and, and it was the same jail? Or this guy goes from jail to jail? Oh, he <laughs> Locked up for life for murder or something. So he was from prison to prison. Everyone, everyone I know, I've asked like 10 people I know that have been locked up at some point. And there was like, dude, everybody was afraid of him. One guy told me Mike Tyson, even when he was locked up in Indiana, was afraid of him, like stayed away from him because he didn't want him to suck his dick. Um, <laughs> really? Even Tyson was afraid of big panties? Yeah. He stayed, just stayed away from him because he was. He, he tried to tell Tyson he wants to suck his dick. He's like, nah, man, they said he took a swing at him or something crazy. So uh, I don't fuck. know. Now, Aldo, you were on a TV show with Tyson, right? What's that? Yeah, I did a TV show with Mike Tyson. He's the nicest guy I ever met. Really sweetheart. He's funnier than shit. What was the show? Uh, it was called uh, Truth uh, To Tell The Truth. So you, you went on, there was three people, and one guy was a true story about him. He got hit by lightning. He got stabbed twice. He got hit by lightning twice, stabbed twice, and shot, and he was still alive. So his story was, I'm glad to be alive, or something like that. And then, they, and then there's two other people, me and another guy, and we pretend we're him. Oh, and wow. so we tell the whole story, and we know his whole story, and you keep lying. And what I did, I just lied. The lady went in the audition. She says, why do you think you'll be good for this? You know, do you think you're a good liar? Why do you think you'll be good for this? I said, shit, I date in L.A. I'm the best liar you can find. <laughs> but yeah. but the, fun, the funniest part about at yeah, the break, we were sitting facing, like, the, the, they were there, and they couldn't see the scar. So I thought, 
if they see the scar, they're going to think it's me because he got stabbed, he got hit by lightning. So I turned to the guy next to me. I go, hey, look, I don't have nothing to say to you. I just want them to see my scar. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I hear, as soon as I turn, I hear Tyson go, look, look, he's the guy. That's the guy. And oh, they all fucking voted for me except one of them. It was funny. So, it was so funny. when I say he's old school, I mean, like, look, Aldo is not racist at all. He doesn't have a racist on his body, right? But he, but, but, uh, he treats everyone equally. But so Aldo... All right, lo and behold, we got a wrestling coach. The coach passed away from cancer. They needed a, the assistant. They got another guy to coach. The guy had like, he was banned from coaching in Philadelphia, but no one knew why. Uh, and then he was a great and coach, very, but very loud. He had anger issues. Yeah. And, he got, he, and he was coaching a JV softball team, women's, and threw a bat and hit her on second. There was a girl on second base. He hit, he, he hit the girl with the bat. So he got fired, right? So then like Aldo takes over as the coach of this high school team, right? So lo and behold, uh, there, was, there was a white kid named Eric and a black kid named Eric. So uh, Eric, so Aldo says, all right, we're going to call that black kid Black Eric, and that'll be White Eric, right? So now everyone's calling the kid Black Eric on the team. So Aldo gets a text from Eric's mom saying, why is my kid being called Black Eric? You know, like a long ass, you know, the, what, what is this? So Aldo's like, he, this, is a, this is classic Aldo. His, his go-to emoji is a black thumbs up. And he goes, I understand what you're saying. It'll never happen again. And sends her a black thumbs up. Right? Which, oh. <laughs> well, wait, you got you to gotta explain to him. I spent like 25 minutes on the phone with her, like smoothing everything over. Yeah. I'll yeah. make it fine. He was I like, mean, listen, black mom, I didn't mean anything by that. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the end, I sent her a black thumbs up, not thinking, because I always send that emoji. And she goes, I hope your color's dark when you sent, because you sent that. And I'm like, huh? She goes, I oh, hope yeah. you're dark. Then I meet her at the tournament the next morning at like seven in the morning. She goes, hey, Coach Aldo? I go, yeah. She goes, we got to talk. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, she became the biggest fan of his because Aldo's the kind of coach. He, he, he takes the kids to every tournament. He goes to everything. He comes early, leaves late. He makes sure everyone's fed. He's one out of his own money. But he does things that like, he, like he, Aldo comes, he's like, yo, man, the, the, the school's trying to charge me 10 grand. I'm like, why? He's like, well, I had to return the van and there was nowhere to park. So I parked in the handicap spot. Well, I accidentally forgot that I left the van there. So it was there for two weeks. So it, it got like $10,000. And they're trying to take that out of my paycheck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, he's so funny. Anyway, we're here with Tall Steve. Man, I was like, that retarded van's not my problem. <laughs> So we're, no, we're it was a white van. It was a white van, man. So, <laughs> and then, and then Aldo got, ended up getting fired from that job because you threatened one of the parents to murder them, right? <laughs> no, I just said I'd I tear him a new asshole. I didn't say murder him. Yeah, okay, right. So basically, <laughs> like, a kid was, had his kid on his own program, wasn't part of the team. Aldo's, one of the kids, beat, his, his kid lost a wrestle-off, and then the guy got it in Aldo's face at a tournament, and he goes, hey, man, get out of my face or I'm going to tear you a new asshole. But, <laughs> but then the guy recorded him saying that. So then he had to go in front of the whole school district saying, uh, I didn't really want to tear the guy's new asshole. Uh, but <laughs> Eric's mom uh, stood up for you. And yeah, said, yeah. Aldo's an amazing yeah. coach and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They so got anyway. up and said, yeah. they, she got up and said at the meeting, uh, he said, my, I haven't met my dad hardly but once. He's been in jail my whole life. Aldo's been like a, a second father to me. I'm like, oh, shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad Aldo just didn't give a big panties threat and be like, dude, back up or I'm going to knock you out and suck your dick. <laughs> All right, Tall Steve. So Tall Steve yeah. is, a, is a heavyweight from Bellator who's undefeated, 9-0, right? Fuck, mm -hmm. really? God yeah, damn. He's killing it. Everybody that fights him goes in for a double leg. He knees the guy in the face and knocks him out. Oh. Uh, this, what has happened, what, your last five fights? No, just the last two. <laughs> you're, you're killing everybody. <laughs> like five. Congratulations. And, and you're a new dad. How's it, what's it like being a dad? It's the best thing. There's <clears throat> nothing that anybody could have said that would have prepared me for it, but it's the best thing. How, now, I heard your kid uh, came out three feet tall. Is, is this came out of the womb? Okay. Yeah, uh, so the, uh, Logan Storley was her first sparring partner. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So how she was two you, weeks old, and uh, they were already trying to dock her for missing track practice. So. Wait, so how, how old is she now? She's uh, coming up on four months. Wow. Nice. 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 Does she look yeah. at you? I mean, she must love you. Oh, we're homies. We hang out all the time. Oh, <laughs> I mean, mom, don't get me wrong. Mom is mom, especially, you know, now. But 
yeah, but, yeah. yeah she, she's my little road dog for sure. Is your wife is your wife breastfeeding? She she was at first, but you know how it is. She was <clears throat> it was tough for her. Why'd you say he knows how it is? <laughs> no, dude, my my wife would breastfeed and then hand me my daughter and she would go for my tit and nothing came out. And she looked at me like I catfished her. Like she was so fucking pissed. Like, Damn. like that that happens a lot. She kept going for my nipple and I was like, dude, what are you? Um, so when no, that was that didn't happen with me. We went to the bottle pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Got it. So when's your next fight? No, nah, it's a week from today. Wow. And who are you no. fighting? Rakim Cleveland. You ever heard of hear him? He fought he fought all over. He fought PFL. He's, yeah. he's been here in the regional circuit. He's good. He, he's yeah. gonna be your biggest challenge. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, he's 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 good. He's good on the ground. He's got power. Uh but he's not tall, Steve. He's not tall, uh, Steve. How, how, uh, he looks tall as shit. How tall are you? I'm six eight. Jesus criminies. <laughs> and Sean, what are you? Um, when I was playing basketball in college, I was six seven. But in truth, I'm probably six six. Um, I always lie to Ada and John in all areas of life. <laughs> I think, I talk, didn't he want to fight Jack Swagger? Or did I imagine that? I think he called him out, didn't he? I didn't. No, you didn't. Say he wanted, to, wanted to fight him last time, and they wouldn't do it, or something. But maybe I'm. I'm. I don't know. I may be confused. That wouldn't. I don't. I mean. I wouldn't say no. I, I, don't think, I didn't think you called him out, but they, they, they Adam asked who you'd like to fight. You said you'd love to fight Jack Swagger. Like, but I don't know. I maybe yeah. not. So tomorrow, uh, who do we like tomorrow? Uh, your old training partner and Usman, yes. or Colby Covington? We got Usman there for sure. Uh, how does he win? Um, I think it'll be probably pretty close to the last time. I think Colby's going to give him like Colby's going to give him a pretty stiff challenge. But I think tomorrow just. It could be a little bit better everywhere, but like even more so than last time. Sean, I gotta agree with him, man. Uh, I'll be rooting for Colby because uh, I don't know uh, Kamara, but uh, I I just don't know, man. With how Usman's looked lately, especially against Masvidal, I don't know how anybody beats him right now. You know, like I just don't. I think I think uh, Colby might try to take him down and wrestle a little more, maybe try to wear him down. But Usman's Usman's cardio looks as good or even superior to Colby's from what I've seen. Man. So now, now, are you mad he left the gym? No, I understand. Really? I mean, was it, was it, was it awkward at all? No, I mean, um, the, I think the only thing that was awkward about it was just the perception of it. The, the perception of it, like, being that everybody on the outside was like, yeah, that's probably awkward. But, like, you know, there, there's obviously going to be hurt feelings in a situation like that. You know, you have two friends who are like, well, I think I'm the best in the world. And the other guy who's like, well, I think I'm the best in the world. And then, you know, it's, it, it gets kind of dicey whenever it comes to, especially, you know, there's a paycheck. It's not just the title of being the best, you know, it's, there's, you know, whatever, life-changing money on the line. Um, but, you know, I mean, all that factored in, it's like everybody was surprisingly civil about it. And even still, Kamaru comes around from time to time, not, not like he did before, you know, like from time to time, he'll come to the gym, like once a month or so, we'll see him pop in, he'll hit the bag or he'll come in and join the drills or something. They've, I've seen Kamaru and Gilbert interact as recent as like two months ago and they were cool. So it's like as, about as well as that situation could go, it, it, at least in my mind, for all I know, maybe behind closed doors, they were, you know, throwing knives at each other or something. Now, do you do, do any uh, coaching at all or no, Steve? I used to. I used to teach like a kickboxing class and a jiu-jitsu class. Um, I'll run the, the pro training for like the jiu-jitsu from time to time, but that's, that's about the extent of it. So, Aldo, you went from coaching uh, the men's team to now you coach the all-girls team right. at uh, Santa Monica. Uh, is it easier? Is it harder? Do you like it better? Um, I, I, I never liked girls in the room. I was like, this is bullshit. You know, I always tell the assistant coach, take care. Like, there'd be one or two in the room. And then they asked me two years ago to take over at Santa Monica for the girls team. And I'm like, I don't know. And then they offered me a lot more money. So I was like, eh, okay, I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> My paycheck said, yeah, okay. Same there, yeah. I mean, yeah. But to me, it's been the best thing I've done because it's taught me, I think I've become a way better coach because it's taught me how to handle and teach things without, like I was always hands-on, like, look, here's how you do it. Now you have to explain it because I'm not going to grab a 98-pound or a 108-pound little girl and go, here, here's how you do it. Like I had to learn to vocalize more stuff. And it's made me more visual watching them to, to, to give them, you know, instruction more, more vocally from watching what they do. It, it, I, to me, it's, it's improved my coaching, but it's, it, it, the mental game is like 
It's like what? I have a, I have that little Asian girl who's amazing, and her mental game sucks. And to find like with boys, you can like fuck. Oh, come on, you want to get them? With girls, it's not the same thing. You know, they're worried about their opponent half the time, and it's that mental game. I don't, I'm I'm still trying to find my way through that minefield of figuring out how to. Is he freezing? Just, on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. actually trying to teach girls how to drop their pants, so it's a little, it's a whole different ball game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do find that uh, girls are way harder on themselves than guys are. Yeah, like, yeah. Guys, you have to build them up. You have to call them almost like check their ego. Yeah, you have so, to build, bring them down. Girls, you have to tell them how great they are. And yeah. Keep telling them, yeah. In every area of life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, can use that, you can use that every fucking thing you say. Yeah. <laughs> that's almost like, and that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I had that problem too with girls. But it's girls are way more technical. Like they want to yeah, get the te yeah. technique perfect. Yeah. Where guys just want a rough house. And just be What's interesting is I watch you with the girls and boys, and I think like you would be great with an all-girls team just because the way you, you handle it so good. Like for me, I got to think about it. It seems like it just kind of comes natural to you. Like when you work with that girl, it seems a little more natural to me the way you do it. I, I, I watch you when you're doing it. It's kind of interesting, you know? Well, they're making Aldo t take a, a course, uh, Sean, called How to Talk to Kids in 2021. Uh, and I'm I hope like, it's taught by Chris D'Elia. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I use, when a kid came up and he said, oh, coach, my finger hurts, I would tell him, yo, just go get some Vagisil. Uh, but you're not yeah, allowed yeah, to you say, can't that. say that anymore. Can't say that anymore. Can't say that. Dude, you know what? In practice on Thursday, he goes, <clears> hey, <throat> talk to, ask Coach Adam. This kid comes to me, he goes, Coach Adam. And I just, I'm teaching a single leg. He goes, I go, what? He goes, uh, how do I know if my penis doesn't work where I can't have kids? That's what he said to me, though. Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> go do single legs. Like, what the fuck kind of <laughs> he came up to me, he goes, hey, coach. No, ask coach, ask coach. I'm like, why? Just ask me. You can ask me anything. The kid goes, well, how do I know if, if my thing's working? Because, you know, uh, if I, like, uh, uh, is it my girlfriend? Or like, like, can I have kids? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, and his, his buddy jumps in and goes, he's not getting excited with his girlfriend anymore. I think he's bore wear. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, the best thing to do is change girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is not, what's up, people? Look, when I gamble, I'm always looking for a way to get an edge. But at my bookie, they double your first deposit. So you start with a leg up. And with your account locked and loaded, you can get in on the UFC 268 action, which features two title fights on a stack card. I can't wait because the tension between Usman and Covington has reached a boiling point. I mean, these guys hate each other. So look for this main event to end quickly and bet the under on total rounds. Don't take my word for it, okay? Head to my bookie and sign up to use promo code MMA Roasted to get your money doubled and start winning today. And remember, people, Good friends don't let friends win alone. So have your buddies use the referral link so you're eligible to receive an additional 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem. So all your friends can join the party at MyBookie. Use promo code MMAROASTED. Sign up now, claim your first deposit bonus with MyBookie, and use the extra funds to kickstart your winning season. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Go there now. Dude, so, uh, Steve, uh, so Harbor Westlake is like, like the, they were like our, our like rival school, right? So they stole Aldo as the coach. Mid-season, they like poached him. They and like, him a lot of money. So, like, <laughs> so a week later, he didn't pass the background check, but so a, a week later, he's co I'm like coaching against him. Like literally a week later, right? Uh, and so during a match, I'm like, uh, do the Aldo double. Like, I'm screaming, like, to do the, just to piss him off. <laughs> dude, yeah. dude, then, like, they, their, their coach was a fucking clown. Like, he was having their kids lose weight in middle school, and he blah, blah, blah. Crazy. So, Aldo comes up to me. He's like, I fucking hate it here. Middle of the match, he hands me Viagra. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, use this for your girl later. I'm like, dude, we're, we're in middle school. Like, what the? We're <laughs> like, I love it. It's like I was completely lost. I thought he meant your female wrestler. Like, he's not giving a Vagisil, now he's giving Viagra. I'm so confused. Like, he's just <laughs> later. I was like, wait, what? No, no. He's, he, no he, he's telling the kids, go get Vagisil. Like, like oh. quit being a, all right. You don't have to coach girls. I, not no, be no, I, I tell the boys that. 
I asked him if they got, I, the coach, my arm's hurt. And I said, you probably should go home and have your mom take you to your, to your gynecologist. <laughs> and half of them don't know what a gynecologist is. Uh, so the kid goes, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to get in trouble for that, that one in a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I had a coach like, tell me one time, I had a coach tell me one time, I mean, you can't get away with this now for sure, but he's like something along the lines of like, we're going to have to dry off your panties and get ready to wrestle Steve or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so, and at the time I was like, all right, whatever. But like, if I said that now, I'd probably uh, get, you know, no, we had a coach, the guy, Steve, he was like, listen, if you don't like it, cheerleading's next door. Like he would always <laughs> say that, like, but it's like you can't say that now because people are like, want to be cheerleaders. They're like, hey, dudes are like, Oh really? <laughs> I knew I walked into the wrong room. Dude, 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 yeah, these two kids came in from the, the water. I'm like, you guys done making out? You know, and everyone, and everyone laughed, but I'm like, I'm, I could get in trouble for saying that. Like, it's just like, come on. And he paints his nails. Did you see they were pink? I didn't want to say anything Wednesday. They were pink Wednesday. Yeah. Like the black I could deal with. The pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scares me a little bit. It's funny though, because sometimes kids set me up. Like this little kid on the team, a little black kid, he was like, I was like, yo, uh, so do you have a girlfriend? He's like, man. He goes, black girls are too much drama. <laughs> I was like, dude, all girls are too much drama. Uh, yeah. It has nothing to do with, uh, you know. <laughs> with them, right. So, so Steve, we're a week out. You're heavyweight. You don't have to lose weight. Uh, you're feeling good, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, do you, you have what, any what you What's he weigh? Um, like the the high two forties right now. I'll probably I'll probably be a little bit lighter for the fight, like mid two forties. Do you have any rituals before the fights? Like you have to do this a certain way, or you have to eat a certain thing, or you have to wear a certain thing? Nope. I I used to. I used to have a lot, <clears throat> but like I've I've made it a point to like kind of break that, <clears throat> especially getting closer to the fight. And I mean, there's certain things I do, but they're not like ritualistic. They're more like. Um, I get coached to do them, and, like, now it's just a part of the routine. Have you ever had a fight where you got no sleep, and you're just like, oh, no. Like my, Before my first fight in Bellator, I slept like shit. Like, I woke up probably, like, three or four times during the night. I wasn't, like, tossing or turning, but I kept, you know, waking up. And, you know, before a fight, that's the last thing. You know, you're like, Fuck, did I get enough sleep? Am I going to burn out? Am I going to this? Am I going to that? Sean, you? Yeah, the, when I fought, uh, they made me the co-main event at UFC 124 in my second UFC fight, and uh, it's a GSP pay-per-view. Um, and I did not sleep literally more than an hour a night for five nights straight leading up to that fight. I was stressed, too much media. My panties weren't dry, things like that. Um, <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah, no, you can't say that. Um, yeah, no, but it's um, – yeah, it was terrible, man. I was I was shaking and not out of nervousness. I was like from muscle fatigue when I was warming up. And I told my coach, I said, this is not going to go well. Then I beat uh, Struve up for about three minutes and completely gassed out. So, yeah, That's his uh, training partner, by the way. Yeah, Stuart Struve and I were for a long time. I was like, <clears throat> I was like, found his like de facto jiu-jitsu coach for a minute there. He's a, he's a really good guy, man. Actually, we, I got a hold Struve's of him. I hold. I got a hold of his agent ahead of time and said, "Hey, I want to build this fight up because I want to have a television portion to get, you know, like sponsorship money." His coach, like, he's not like that. And I was like, "Well, that's why he's seven foot tall and no one's ever heard of him." You know, he's fought seven times. Yeah. But I said, "I'm going to do it either way." So no offense, just tell him it's not personal. But I'm doing it either way. So I just start trashing him. I mean, mercilessly, day after day after day. I was saying, I mean, just. I mean, just ridiculous. You'd have to look it up. It's so offensive, the ridiculous stuff I was saying about him. And then he, he refused to say anything back. So then I started saying, there's no way he would stay this quiet to my face. Like things that don't matter, you know what I mean? Like, or don't even right. make sense. I just kept after him and after him. I said that, uh, he said he's going to submit me at one point. I said, dude, you couldn't make a Korean wife submit. Like it was Twitter every day back and forth. <laughs> and, um, he did a, uh, yeah, he did a Photoshop. More thing. things that you couldn't get away with saying now. Yeah, yeah. not I actually got... I mean, the UFC released me, but they told me a few weeks before they released me that Joe Silva asked me to stop saying racist stuff on Twitter. And because um, I put on there, there's two things I hate, racism and interracial dating. Like it was one of my jokes. You know? <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they were, they they, were getting they, The powers that be try to have you guys fight a little more, like as an outsider looking in. Some of the, some of the pre-fight jazz jabs that go on do they do you bosses kind of push you to do that or is that just kind of coming from you guys in the ufc they don't man they let you do whatever you want uh or they would let me do to a degree and when i did my uh i had dreamed for years of doing a ufc pre-pay-per-view like little trash talking thing so the first one i did was i said don't plan on seeing stefan struve on rory povich anytime soon because after tonight he'll know exactly who his dad is <laughs> um, 
I was like, I said, and Sean McCorkle, you are the father, like that. And he was like, uh, guy said, no, can't do that. And I was like, why? He goes, oh, we're still, let's try. Hey, I want to twist his arm and break it. I was like, dude, I, I don't really want to say you're like your lines. He kept feeding me lines. He goes, well, let's just get a screen test, see how it sounds. I was like, I'd really rather not because I knew he was going to use them. So all my, he told me one was racist, even though me and Struve were white, because um, I said that he wouldn't let me use that one. I said, well, how about this? My son's really excited here. He's going to have a new brother because I'm about to make Steph and Struve my son. Um, you know, and they were like, nah, that sounds racist. I'm like, what? Oh, like, like, <laughs> I was like, hey, say you're going to end his career. How about that? And I'm like, dude, that sounds like you need a different job because his ideas were the worst. But yeah, he kept giving me care. But yeah. I mean, Steven, you, you don't talk any uh, trash talk, right? I mean, he would to me, but that's like, <clears throat> it, w- it was very rarely fight related. It was like, you know, it was almost never had – because he's my boy, you know what I mean? Like, just shit that you would say to your friends, like – No, I'm saying, well, like, for, like, your fights, you don't get in people's heads. It doesn't seem like oh. you don't love it, right? Oh, I don't – I mean, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> That's how I feel. So, so, so Bellator or neither division, they, they don't talk to you and say, let's pump this up a little more by trash no. talk. and if they did, I'd be like, bro, I'm going to fight him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just feel like it. Sometimes it sells the fight a little more. And sure, I sure. And I don't know, but I feel like <clears throat> the people that are really good at it, it's it's either like part of who they are, like a very small percentage of them is like who they are, and the people like the other, the the majority, practice it and practice it and practice it. And I mean, I don't know about so like Conor McGregor would be a guy that you could tell is well practiced at it. Jail is a guy that's well practiced at it. Me, I'm just like bro, we're going to fight. <laughs> we're just going to fight. I'm going to – That's I don't know. I would tell anybody, like, yeah, I'm going to try to – I'm going to give him the worst beating of his life. But that's not me, like, being a dick. I would tell you, like, yeah, he seems like a nice guy, but he's like, I'm going to go in there and try to commit a heinous act of violence on this dude. And then I'll probably be cool with him when it's over, you know? What did you think of Colby saying, like, about Usman's father being in jail? Like an asshole, dude. It's like – Colby's a guy where it's, it's very clearly manufactured. But not only it's it's like Connor was like he was always on everything he said was like lightning you know the press conference we're still saying who the fuck is that guy you know we're yeah, still yeah. saying that and that was that that press conference happened like what six years ago or something like that right right so, so it's and it was who was that even, guy by even though even though <laughs> even though Connor got to the Connor kind of like devolved to the point where he became a parody of himself but it wasn't because or rather it's not because. Um, it's not because the trash talk is bad or because it's offensive. It's because he hasn't performed to the level where his trash talk, you know, right. carries a certain weight. With Colby, it was always to the – he was always just saying things that were like, dude, there's no taste, there's no class. That wasn't especially thoughtful. Even if it – even the times that it was like, oh, shit, that was funny. It was always like – it had a really – even for fighting, it was like, dude, that was kind of mean-spirited. I don't know why you would say that. I mean, <clears throat> like the remember the the Matt Hughes thing? Oh, that was it was. I mean, that was awful. It was like, dude, that's not funny. That's like pe- Matt Hughes. His character. I mean, Sean, and it's funny that we have Sean on the podcast because I read Sean. I read your thing about Matt Hughes. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. But, <laughs> but, it, but that's Hughes what I'm say? saying. It was like, say? okay, it's like, hey, you can say what you want about the dude, and like, he, I mean, if I read what Sean said, and I've yeah, I've heard conflicting reports, so. His character, be it what it may, it's like you don't gotta kick the guy while he's down. Like, goddamn, uh, right? Although, and then and then Colby, after he won the fight, he goes, "Get off the, get, you know, get off he the rail." He told like, Robbie Lawler, he said something like, "He didn't tell his buddy. He should have told his buddy, like Matt Hughes, get off the tracks or whatever." Yeah, well, uh, like when the train. So look, and and like, look, I don't. Like I said, I, with the I fight. That, yeah, I read what everybody had to say about Matt Hughes, but it's like, okay, man, even. Even I know, like you don't kick the guy when he's down. And, the guy was and it was like a vegetable. The guy, like literally, you could see right. the guy was like, not he, the same guy. It was like you know, he's still not really from from what I've read. So, like I said, yeah. it doesn't matter what the kind of duty is, and you can think whatever you want. It's like it's it's just not funny, or it, not even especially like meaningful. You yeah, know, like, the it, whole it, the yeah, Khabib thing the where he was. Here's the issue with Kobe. That, like the, the problem is that I could see like yesterday at the press conference, and it wasn't the first time he brought up Usman's dad. But yesterday he goes, Usman said, if I, was Col- Col- if I was Colby's dad, I'd be ashamed of him doing this character. So Colby could have went the other route, but he never, he goes, oh, well, your father's in fucking jail and, 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 and you know, blah, blah, blah. And he owes money for taxes and all this other shit. And you're like, uh, like, but 
He'll say, well, why do you bring up my dad? Like that's what, in Colby's mind, it's like, uh, well, you fucked with me, so I'm gonna fuck with you. And I understand that mentality. I understand it. And I like Colby a lot. He, He is my friend. I just think that it's not needed. Like the people that you're gonna get to like side with you because of that kind of shit, you almost don't even want. And, right. Uh, and, and I feel like family should be off limits anyway. I'm not fighting your family. I'm fighting you. Yeah. Wives, wives and, and I mean, to me, wives and kids are always. Wives, kids, and family should, yeah, be, should off be off limits. But, but Kobe's looking for any kind of advantage right now. And, uh, and I understand why. I mean, look, it's, he's, he's, Usman is one of those dudes that is, uh, a, I wouldn't say he's the best ever. But he's a special, special fighter. Right. Uh, and if it wasn't for Usman, Colby would probably be the champion right now. Uh, so he, he's got a big task in front of him. Now, would he be the what, – because what, I think Colby would have beaten Robbie Lawler at 170 and on any day. Even at Robbie's best, I think he would have beaten him. You know, and he was a champion. I think Colby would have beaten Woodley when he was a champion. Usman's a different guy. Uh, right. Would he have beaten GSP at 170? I don't – Think no. so? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I, I don't know. I mean, we'll never know, right? <clears throat> um, but what sucks, although, is that once in a while you get those guys in your weight class. Yeah. Like, you know, Daniel Cormier gets. Uh, you know, what's his Steve name? Uh, no, Kale, Kale. Kale Sanderson. Kale Sanderson. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, where it's not going to beat him. Yeah. You just had. He was. He lost to about two points. Yeah. And, I mean, he just has the best guy in the world. This fucking weight class. Right. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, and I kind of, in some ways. I, I, I want Colby to win tomorrow because I like Colby, but I also want to hear his speech because if he wins, oh, my God. Could you imagine the fucking, like, speech? Is he fighting make? the dude that you said that is the toughest one for him? The toughest yeah. one. He, I, I, I don't know where Colby beats him. Like, I don't know. Maybe jujitsu, he can beat him if he catches him a sub. Wrestling, they're pretty much even. I mean, Kobe's two-time All-American, but Usman was, like a, was almost an Olympian. He trained at the Olympic Training Center. Striking got a gift to Usman. Um, stamina, maybe Colby. Power Usman. No, for uh, sure. They're so evenly matched. You know, uh, I think that if you were, like, you're talking about who they are as athletic specimen, I just think Kamaru is a little bit farther ahead there. Not, not even particularly because of his natural gifts, because, like, Kamaru has found a way to maximize, maximize every gift that he has. And it's not that Kobe hasn't. I just think that, like, Kamaru is really at a place now, or even we've seen it, I think it started, you know, this, this trend started, like, four years ago for him. But he's really at a point now where he's just, like, maxed out every advantage he has. And I, it's not that Kobe's not good. I'm with you. He probably would be champion if, if it wasn't for Kamaru. But it's just like even for Kobe at his best, I don't think he can touch where Kamara's at. And even so, like it, it's kind of like you said, you know, like I don't know. I really don't. I haven't trained with Kamaru. <clears throat> I haven't rolled with Kamaru in like six years. I haven't trained with him in like two years. I haven't trained with Kobe ever. But like, yeah, we could say in you know this hypothetical, this hypothetical vacuum, like okay, well if they're doing jujitsu, maybe Kobe's better. Sure, but you remove that hypothetical vacuum and it's like, okay, but does Colby get Kamaru down? Probably not. If he does get him down, does he hold him down long enough to, to execute some sort of submission game? No, no. I, yeah, that's even, I think him holding him down is even less likely than him getting him down, which is, which is a, still a tall order. So. I mean, Steve, Sean, so about this comes out Monday. So this podcast, cause I gotta, so well, I mean, people are going to say you're right or you're wrong. Now, uh, he, <laughs> I can't he wait. Switched, he switched camps, right? Because I, I, I said in the Masvidal fight, why did Masvidal have his hands down against Usman? Um, because this guy obviously – he obviously didn't respect his power. Colby said that an American top team, his coaches said, you got to watch out for Usman's wrestling, so you keep your hands low. Uh, and that's what Colby did in the first fight. Uh, he also says he switched camps. He, he's got better training now. He's got better guys. He's at a, he's at a guys. It's all about him at that uh, MMA masters versus ATT. He'd go in there. He'd curse off Dustin Poirier. He's fighting with Masvidal. He's, he's kind of like, you know, people, Matt, Matt Brown is probably rolling his eyes. Mako's probably got like, what the fuck? You know, he's got all this other drama shit going on. The Brazilians hate him. The fucking, you know, the, 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 the Russians are, he's talking about. So he's got all that drama is gone. So he's got, and he also said, uh, 
in his first fight, he was poisoned. He said he, the UFC, or he, he, he like drank a water the night before, and someone said, don't drink that, Colby. And he said, no, I'm good. And then the next day, he had food poisoning, and he had 103 fever. Uh, and he almost, and he was shivering all night. Like, are you, what are your thoughts on any of this? Uh, McCorkle? Here's the thing I think, when you hit that level, that all those little mental tweaks make a difference, you know? Like every little mental tweak that becomes, because they're probably, they're both pretty physically matched from what you're saying, right? So then it becomes a mental game. So if he is having all that drama, that's going to definitely fuck up his game. And then I feel like at that level, it's just a matter of who makes the first mistake, no? Uh, uh, Steve, thoughts? Um, <clears throat> Michael Jordan won uh, the fourth game of a series with food poisoning. And I don't know if you ever had food poisoning. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had food poisoning, <clears throat> but uh, I can't I can't really put my finger on any disease I've ever had that's <clears throat> harder to perform under than food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. So, no, nah, fuck that. I hate I hate here. It's like, well, if it were that bad, you shouldn't have competed. And that's my thing. It's like, okay, well, if you're that sick to where, like, your life was in danger, then, okay, well, like, there was no shame in pulling out. It just sounds pathetic, you know? Like, okay, well, either you, you, you want to fight or you don't. Sean, thoughts? Take it from me. I've poisoned a few of my opponents, and it didn't really help me much. <laughs> but, no, Steve is um, 100% right. Uh, really, Usman's just a better athlete, man, and not just because he's black. Um, for, for what you guys are obviously thinking. But, um, no, he, uh, he's just a better athlete. His striking with Trevor Whitman's getting amazing. I mean, dude, he knocked out Masvidal. That's no joke. You know what I mean? And to outstruck him. And uh, I would like to see Colby win, more or less, just to see what he had to say after it. It would probably be – Really bad. I mean, I know the whole Matt Hughes thing, real quickly, I did that as a troll, just joking, writing a review of his book. I mean, his book was horrendous, but I did it when I wasn't even fighting. I only had a couple of fights. Nobody knew who I was. Yeah. And I came the next day, and it had been read 750,000 times. It was linked to every website. And I was like, oh, this might be a problem, especially the parts I made up, you know? Um, and then um, when I heard Matt Hughes, the whole thing with the train, people were like, hey, ain't that great? Like saying to me, I was like, dude, what is wrong with you? That's terrible. Like, I don't, why would, the guy wrote a terrible book. That doesn't mean he should be a, you know what I mean? Like a vegetable, you know what it's I mean? Exactly. Like, That's what I'm yeah. saying. If you, yeah. Even if everything that you've said about him was twice as bad as, as you had laid it out, it's like, okay, right. well, I still like not going to attack him after a fucking, like a tragedy. Uh, like, I think if, if Colby could learn <laughs> a little bit of what Conor McGregor does, like being gracious in defeat and then like even. <laughs> and then talking shit right after. But that's funny. That's like. That's that's what makes it so fun. Is it's like, okay, he like you got that much humility from him, and that he's you know your wife's in my DMs. It's like okay, well, that's funny. Yeah, if he, I guess I meant gracious in victory, not defeat. He's pretty bad in defeat, but in a victory, never. Yeah, like if, when Connor beat you know someone, he's not talking about how what a you know talking about their wife and things like that. But I think Colby. He could stand to back off a little bit because when he wins, then he tells you how much you suck during the fight, and he told you it was going to happen. And it's just like it need a little moderation from time to time, man. Because then, uh, if he, I can't even be offended. He offends me on like a weekly basis. Like I not offends me, but I'm like, holy crap! Did he really just say that? Like you know, like on some of the stuff he says, man. It's just like you know what's crazy though. Is that like like when, when my like my buddy uh, his kid fell off um, like the, uh, the the jungle gym basically, and like cracked his head, had like a brain hemorrhage almost. Like, he's okay. He's a big Colby fan. So I texted Colby, we make a video, you know, Tom, okay. Three minutes later, is a video. Hey man, hope you're okay. This is, this is Colby coming to keep your head up. You're a champion. Like, when my mom passed away, he texted me, hey man, hope you're, like, he's, he's actually like, for, for what I know him, he's a good dude. And he told yeah. me that he, he, he learned this WWE type character as that's a way to go out. And to I had him on the podcast, going. You know, keep it going. I just don't think he's not a people. He doesn't know the, the line. It's like, it's like, it's almost like a brand new comedian that doesn't know that, like, like offending everyone. Isn't really good. You know, like, yeah. not, like having everyone walk out of the room. Like you think you're making a statement, but like do people paid to come. Um, so what if they're offended? Cause your comedy's so terrible. Like Brendan Shaw, not anything to say. It's just, they're offended. They bought a ticket. That's <laughs> I mean, so, you know, I, I understand it uh, on like different, on like different levels. There's something else about, Oh, so like, for example, the transgender fighter right now. There's a transgender fighter uh, who won uh, his the first veteran. fight, uh, her first fight, right? The, she trains oh, at Colby's yeah. gym. Like, they're, I didn't know that. Like, they're, they're, they're teammates. Uh, I think her name is Aline. What is it? McSomething? I forgot the something name. Something like that. 
Yeah, like he probably has no issue with it. I, I would, I would assume, like he didn't say anything about, like he's probably. A, I mean, from what I know, he's a different person. Yeah. He just took, he just ranks it up because he thinks that it's funny. Um, but that's a that's a slippery slope though, because you know, like when he loses, all of a sudden it's like black fighter knocked out Aryan poster boy white nationalist fighter, and it's like no. I don't, that's not who Colby is, Right. but he's being put in these, in these categories. like, uh, hate to know. do this. I got to roll. All um, right. I got to get uh, in a knife fight. Oh, oh, you're, doing, you're, doing, oh. you're doing your uh, movie. Yeah. So I'm in a knife fight. So I gotta, I gotta roll. I, I had, I had a great time. You guys are fucking great to, to listen to. Uh, I'll a lot, All right. I appreciate you. You guys have a good day. Take yep. care. See you, man. I mean, that's not how I would want to do it, but I mean, he probably is just like, fuck it, right? He's making more money than he did. He was making not that much money when he was being himself. And, I mean, what do you think, Steve? Um, oh, so look, obviously you know him. So I, I feel out of turn speaking on his actual character. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's just that for me though, based on like, the dude alienated himself out of one of the most like diverse and accepting gyms like in MMA today. So I can't help but feel like, okay, so like, I don't, I don't believe everything is as good spelled out for me. You know, you have to, what, somebody told me the same coach who told me dry out my wet panties and all that told me one time, uh, believe none of what you hear and, and half of what you see and you'll do pretty good in this world. Right. And I think that not that I know any better than anybody else, but based on like, okay, well, so then there's the, he's beefing with Dustin Poirier. Now Jorge Masvidal. And then it's, he's not paying his coaches. And it's like, okay, well, like this, this, even if you did have to manufacture the character that we all see, it's like, okay, well, who's, who's, who's the real character? Who is this real guy? Cause it's like, okay, well, like it has to be coming from somewhere. And this, this, so like, you hear all the time about dudes who like, you know, they're, they're whatever their, their persona is, is portrayed one way, but like you hear deep, like, okay, but behind closed doors, he pays for me. And it's, even with Colby, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm sure he's a halfway decent dude, but I do tend to get into a place <clears throat> whenever I hear about him where I'm like, well, I don't know, just, it's not coming from nowhere either. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. Like with Chael, like he would, like he offered to pay for uh King Mo's surgery. So Chael is a prime example of like, yeah, he's an asshole to the dude that he fights, but like I've never heard of anybody say anything bad about Chael. Right. I heard I heard Michael Bisping is like absolutely one of the like one of the coolest dudes people have ever trained with. Nicest guy. Both of them are just like yeah. quality human beings. Like I like they're guys that I'm I've like, heard that from many, many, many people. Like yeah. uh what Pat Cummins. Pat Cummins, whenever he was getting ready to fight Daniel Cormier had a lot of negative light shined on him. Pat Cummins is one of my all-time favorite people that I ever met. Ever. How's he doing, Pat Cummings? He's, I mean, he's retired now. He, he just picked up, uh, he picked up spearfishing or diving or one of those. Dude, I, so I met him when he was, like, going to jail for a year. He was leaving at Mayhem's house. Yeah. And, and him and his buddy went right. to like Penn State and, like, raided a bunch of dorm rooms. Yeah, he, and he told me about that. Ended up going to jail for a year, but it was like a weekend jail or something. It wasn't like prison. It was like they had to like check in. <laughs> it was like a week. It was crazy. And mm-hmm. then and then he was trying to get a fight. He was 5-0, and oh, and he called out DC. And I'm like, but that, he was a guy that his career was like so up and down. Yeah. You know, so up and down. <clears throat> he had a win over Jan Blachowicz like right before Jan had his resurgence. Right. I think he might have been like the last dude that Jan lost to before he – crack it big again that's true how's uh anthony johnson doing um i mean i haven't seen him i checked in with him a handful of times i mean he's <clears throat> i think he's recovering from he had, a, he had an illness but i guess he's he's coming back other than that though Does i don't know what happened sure. like <sighs> he i mean he, he didn't really get any details with me but i know he's he, i know he's on the upswing now which is good and, and now is rashad boxing have you talked to him like, i don't know i talked to him but i don't know he keep calling out Logan Paul. He wanted to box him and this and that. Like, yeah. Good for it. I mean, I, we're, I stand behind pretty much anything Rashad does. Rashad's a guy that – Rashad's the man. So. Nicest guy ever. Yeah. Nicest dude ever. Loves mushrooms. He's a big fan of mushrooms now. Yeah, he, he had a big, like, spiritual awakening a few years ago. And it, I, I went with him to his, his last fight. I was, like, 
not in his corner, but I was there with him the whole week. He was getting ready to fight Anthony Smith, and I was, you know, helping him out. And I uh, had a long time, had a lot of time to, you know, sit down and pick his brain. And, um, man, <clears throat> he's dope. He's really cool. And it was really cool to, like, sit down. And this is, like, this was right before, like, psychedelics had their, you know, the, the like, the big revolution that we're seeing with them now. You know I mean? Now psychedelics, you know, the mushrooms, LSD, MDMA, <clears throat> that DMT, they're showing not just to have big um, – therapeutic like just healing quality but big therapeutic qualities as well and it's i got to hear it firsthand from him right whenever it was first coming out and it was like rashad's a cool dude i wish whatever whatever rashad puts his hand to i hope he's super successful 100 percent. me and rashad we we get into fights like brothers sometimes and he gets mad at me and then like he won't pick up the phone and i call him up like but like he's like my guy like i like love that dude no he's a cool dude now chandler how's he looking for tomorrow Oh, he's a beast, man. He's a he's a savage. So Cormier, so uh, McCorkle was on an O for like ninety. Like before he had an MMA podcast, he was getting them all right. <laughs> and now, yeah. since he started watching fights, he's just been. So who are you picking for tomorrow? I've been trying to do the like the George Costanza choose the opposite of my instincts. So I'll be right. So um, I think. Gacy will win, which means Chandler should win. But because I'll bet on Chandler, then Gacy will probably win. That's my that's my guess. So I'm probably going to put my money on Chandler because I think Gacy's going to win. Oh, just tell I'll, me who you think is actually going to win. Who, who do you act? Because it's all too confusing. Uh, I think, and and I'll lose money. That's what I think. You think Chandler's going to win? You think Gacy's going to win? Yeah. Then I think I'll bet on Chandler. So. All right. So why is he wrong, Steve? Um, uh, Gacy's an animal first and foremost, uh, but. I think where we've seen Gaethje struggle is where Chandler's strong. Um, <clears throat> he opens faster. He stays more consistent down the stretch. <clears throat> and I think Justin Gaethje is like one of the best dudes to have ever done it. Even when he was on the regional circuit, it was like, it was like, but man, I'd love to see him versus a top five guy. And now that he's fighting top five guys, it's such a fucking treat. But uh, um, no Chandler. <clears throat> I'm going Kamaru Chandler. Uh, I'm going – Rose, I'm going. Who else is on the, uh, what's his, the, the featherweights? Uh, uh, Shane Burgos versus Quarantillo. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, think. Ed, this is a good Ed, card. Uh, Edgar Vera. So are we going Rose or, uh, or uh, Zhang? Sean? Rose. Always, like, the, uh, she's unreal, man. She beats people I never thought she would she'd even be in there with. She always surprises me. So. I'm going Zhang. I think she's been training wrestling with uh, Cejudo. Yeah, I, and I I think that uh, I think she got caught. Uh, I didn't think that she could get caught. She didn't think she'd get caught. Now she knows. And um, that's reason, gonna be hard for her to go against against like someone as small as Cejudo and move up to somebody's biggest rose. <laughs> um, Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera. Steve, that's a tough one. Um, Frankie Edgar. Sean, uh, I'm gonna go Vera because. Um, yeah, I would want to bet Edgar, so I'll go Vera. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I feel like he, it's like un-American to, like, to vote against Edgar. Like, if Edgar was fighting Ngannou, I'd be like, Edgar. I just, I just, Edgar. <laughs> for, some, for some reason, it's like I, I have to pick him. I just can't. Bobby Green, Al Iaquinta. No, that's a good fight. Al. I think <laughs> Al, not easily, but Al uh, will beat him thoroughly, let's say. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Steve, how did you get along with Luke Rockhold? How do I get along with him? Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, man, I have to go. I didn't know it was that late. <laughs> um, we are not particularly close, but we're friendly. I like Luke. I, he's, he's just a – Luke picks up – I'm going to be <clears> – <throat> I'm going to just put it out there. I mean, I figure we're all – we all live and die, and I'm, even if Luke did watch this, I'm sure he'd agree. Luke picks on me a lot. Um, Luke was, whenever Luke showed up at the gym, I, for whatever reason, I was the guy that he was just like, you. And like, he's constantly on me about, if I'm doing, there's nothing I could do right. He always feels like I could be a little bit better at this, a little bit better at that, a little bit more athletic, a little bit better cardio, a little bit more relaxed. He's always got something to say, and it's always about me. And I've always felt like that. And it's always, it's always pissed me off. But I appreciate Luke because, <clears throat> I can appreciate Luke because, uh, that like 
piss me off just enough to make me want to do better is, has always brought it out of me, whether he realized it or not. I mean, but he's doing that to be a dick or because he likes you. If, I mean, if he didn't like you, he wouldn't care, right? You would say that, but it's also like, okay, Luke, like, do you want to contribute to the, do you want to contribute to the Steve fund? Like, do you want to sit down and go over an actual technique with me? Do you want to sit down and have like a, a heart to heart chat? Do you want to, and it's, it's like, I'm not asking you to make an investment, but like, um, Henry, Henry is a good case. Henry's a, my coach, Henry is a prime example of how like, man, Henry and I have butted heads many, many, many a times. And Henry's put me that he's said some shit to me over the years and really made me be like, you know what, man, but I know it comes from the right place because for every one time that he said something that I thought was shitty or off base or wasn't productive, he said like five things to me where I'm like, Oh man, he does care. Or he's done something where I'm like, well, if a dude didn't like me, he wouldn't have blah, blah, blah. And you know, I mean, I'm close to Henry now. Like I know his, I know his wife. I know his kid. I know <clears throat> like he's taken me places. He's done things with me. He's shown me shit with Luke. My thing has always been just like, okay, well dude, like if this is coming from a place of, of, uh, of, uh, a place, I guess, of, of generosity or kindness, like you could, you could go ahead and contribute to that. Otherwise, you know, I mean, if I just, if I just pointed out something, you all, Adam, I thought that joke could have been funnier. Adam, I thought your podcast could have, you should have done it 20 minutes longer, 20 minutes short. It's like, well, well, fuck, dude, you have something to contribute or are you just going to talk? You know? Yeah, I understand, but, but he's also, I mean, is he, so what is he selling? Like he's right. Like, but then, so, so but more, like, to your, more to your point, I appreciate Luke though, because whether he realizes it or not, and I think he does, the fact that he has something to say means that he cares enough to say it. I mean, right. I don't think that. I mean, otherwise, in a, whole why would he... room, in a whole room full of dudes where he could pick apart whatever. Yeah, he found time to say something to me, and that doesn't always mean it's. It doesn't always mean that in the moment it's productive, but I can appreciate you know, what that. Would he say, what would he say? Like, hey, man, your jab's too slow, or like something like well, that. He'd be like, like, he'd be like, you need to relax. You're stiff. You're slow. You're this, and I'd be, and I'd, but that's, I'd win a fight, and he'd be like, yeah, you look really good. Or we'd roll, and he'd be like, yeah, that was my best round today. Or we'd spar and he'd be like, yeah, you were looking slick. <clears throat> but for every one comment like that, he would say, you're too stiff. You need to relax your shoulders. You need to jog more. You need to be, and I'd be like, well, fuck, Luke. <laughs> I mean, Sean, was there anybody like that with you at your gym? Um, I don't know. They were all a little bit afraid of me, not because I was a good fighter, but because they knew I might shoot them too if they pushed me too far. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, I was unstable for a little while. But, no, um, Tom Erickson could hurt feelings really easily because I cared what he thought about me, you know. And yeah. uh, it wasn't even necessarily that I was sensitive. I do think – and, I, I mean, I wasn't there, but uh, word was around the, uh, around the way that uh, Cormier and Kane were merciless to Luke when he was coming up, you know, as far as, like, hazing him, you know what I mean, just on his ass all the time, you know, or whatever. So it may be something that – if it worked for him, he's going to try to do that for someone else. But a lot of people, man, people, I played basketball in college and people didn't understand. Not everybody's motivated by the same thing. You know what I mean? If you want to, if you tell me I did something good, I'm going to be far more motivated if you tell me what an idiot I am for, you know, forget to set a screen or something like that. That just makes me want to punch you in the face. Like, you know, whatever, like it doesn't, uh, some people try to motivate people the way they want to be motivated. And that's not always the best way with people, you know? Well, it's just crazy that Luke would go all the way to like Florida to find a guy who's like eight and oh, who's not in his weight class to like, I was, when I met Luke, I was, when I met Luke, I was still an amateur. Oh, to find that's an what amateur. made it even <laughs> right. So that's what made it, that, that's what makes it even more kind of like interesting. The dynamic makes is, you know, there's more curry for the gumbo there, right? Like, well, damn Luke, like here was me. Oh, and oh. And the first time I met him, I walked up to him, Luke. Wow. Like, and this is after Luke, you know, he was <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Like I, I think the first thing I said to him was like, yo, that check hook, the back take you did on Machito was the nastiest shit I'd ever seen. And it's because, you know, fucking it was. But um, that, and that's what drove me nuts about it. Cause it's like from then on, it was every time he saw me, he was like, he posted, he caught me in a guillotine one time. So it was the first roll of the day. I hadn't even warmed up yet. And he's like, all right, let's go. I'm like, okay. So <clears throat> we're rolling and he catches me in a guillotine. And I was like, fuck. And that's Luke's like signature do signature move. And he posted on Instagram, right? And he posted on Instagram. He tags me in it. And he sends me this message, like, got you. And I was like, you're a fucking asshole. But then not only did I see that he followed me, I gained like 600 followers from him. Yeah. I, I, like, I think that's his way of like 
some guys are like that, man. Like if they're dicks to you, especially comics, it means they like like you. Right. He saw you. He said, "Good looking kid, good looking guy." Obviously, you guys kind of look alike, sort of in a weird way. Like he probably saw a lot of himself in you. Maybe. You know, Luke wasn't a prodigy. You know, he was a guy that was like good at everything. Uh, sort of like that. You are in that same boat where you you are good at everything. You came up. Like being good at everything, but not being great at anything. Eventually, now you are great at everything. But so I could see why. Adam, dude, if you want to go on a date, you can just say no. It. But we I could see. I could. We, we can leave the girls at home, and we yeah. can just go on a date. I could see why he would like you know take to you. At right. The same, at the same time, he like he has a weird personality. Like, like yeah. He got mad at me on the. He was on the podcast last week, and I, I called him. Hey, man, thanks for being on the show, man. Like, he goes, dude, I love the show. Just don't ever call me boring again. Uh, like, cause I, like, and I thought he was kidding. I'm like, how are you funny? He's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, uh, I'm not boring. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> like all the things I said to you, like that, you got upset. That's, a, that's what you got, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I think that like, he's just a, he's just kind of a guy who just does, he's just a weirder, he's wired a little differently. But I think he, but I yeah. do think he means well. And, and I, I do too. I really do. Well, I do yeah. think he means well. <clears throat> and that's, that's why I, that's why I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say that I don't like him. That's, and that's why I say like, we're not close, but we're friendly. And it's, it's because I'm like, he, we've had plenty. So like, like Sean said, I'd heard the same thing. I heard that Mike Swift, Kane, Cormier, all those cost tech, I heard they were like ruthless to him. Like, why haven't you made it yet? You're so good at everything. Why haven't you got signed yet on his way up that he like just developed such a chip on his shoulder that it never quite went away. So that by the time he got to me and I was like, what's up, Luke? Like, you're the fucking man. <laughs> Luke was like, nah, fuck you. He was like, I got to give it back to somebody now. Were you there when uh, Mitrione got in a fight with Overeem? No, but I, I think I'd heard about that. I heard, I heard a bunch of people beefing with Overeem. Like, I've heard so many different Overeem stories, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, Rashad and them uh, couldn't stand them. Rashad and... Yeah, Rashad. I've heard so many different things about Rashad has a really funny Overeem. <laughs> yeah, he, he, they all hated it. I guess Overeem came to the gym and then did his own gym in the gym. Yeah, he hired his own training staff. They were paying him to go there. That was a crazy thing. So they were paying Overeem to train there, like, a lot. So he used this really healthy sum to hire his own training staff and do his own sessions. He would like <laughs> cherry pick the guys he wanted to train with every day. So it was like, well, Hey dude, like you can't come into the gym that we train you to be at and then take away half the partner whenever you feel like. <clears throat> and I'd heard that's, and we're talking like tip of the iceberg stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I trained with him one time and I said, all I want is his supplement regime. You know what I mean? Reggie, whatever right. he is. Taken, or can I just have his urine sample after the fight and drink it or something? Because he was on the best program of anyone. I mean, he's got good genetics, but that must have been a phenomenal program he was on. Hey, so you yeah. train with him too, Sean? No, I'm just saying they asked they asked me if I want to go down to Miami and train. I was like, do I want to go down and train with a guy who's going to throw live knees when we're just supposed to be wrestling? <laughs> no, thank you. Like, I'm not. Um, no. he, he, they brought Tom Erickson down to wrestle with him, and he hit Erickson, broke his rib with a knee when they were wrestling on purpose, threw a knee in the clinch. So Erickson shot a real heavy, uh, like, double and headbutted him. And they said Overeem was out for, like, 10 minutes, knocked out from a headbutt of um, Erickson. And I was like, you do it on purpose? He goes, I didn't try to not hit him with my head after he broke my rib. He goes, that was – he said if he wanted to play that game. But you don't, you don't play like that with Tom Erickson. He'll, he'll tell you what – He'll make you a son for real. That dude ain't no joke, man. <laughs> they were telling me that, <clears throat> like, just because they didn't like him and they knew it would fuck with him, they would go up to him and they'd be like, hey, Alistair, man, you're looking kind of lean. You're losing weight. And he'd be like, <laughs> I heard he'd freak out and go inject some juice right then. Like, no way, I'm getting. <laughs> so I don't know. I, but I've heard that I've, I know people that are close to him, too, that like him. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he also has been humbled a lot. Oh, you know, maybe. Uh, unfortunately for him, I mean, some of those like that uppercut that what's name hit him with that wait, rose the streak that with that yeah. on my arm. Oh my, kind of, oh my yeah. god! He like sailed across the the cage with that overhand. And oh man, uh, yeah. that was that was rough. Uh, so Gian Vellante says he's retiring after this fight coming up. I feel like he reti- he, he like check, kind of checked out a couple fights. He came in, yeah. Like as, as soon as he went up to heavyweight, I was like. 
<laughs> he came in like pregnant. It's like what? He came. He looked off. He didn't physically did not look very good. Are there any girls in the Black Zillions? No. How, how come you have no girls at your gym? Um, it, it was just. I think it was just one of those things where like there were no girls there to be. We'd have. We've had girls come and go. I should say. Yeah. But um. I don't know. I think it's just one of those things where, like, well, there's no girls there to begin with, so All nobody right. ever decided to come around. So they go to, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Aldo said it best earlier. Black girls are just too much drama. So maybe that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's great. That's great. Well, listen, your kid is adorable. Uh, yeah, she had to make it. She was crying while we were on the, the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, she no, she's so happy now, and she's got a great dad. I'm going to be tuning in next Saturday to watch your fight against oh, yeah. Cleveland on Showtime. Right? Are you on the main card yeah. now, at least? I'm the first fight on the main card with that. So. I did a media call last week, and they were like, how does it feel to be in your main card uh, debut? And I was like, well, this is my second time on the main card. Get your fucking back straight. <clears throat> but Good. I mean, you're 9-0, and and you're a heavyweight, and your jiu-jitsu is amazing. Your wrestling's amazing. Your striking's amazing. You, you got this, bro. And now you're motivated. You have a kid. You have a beautiful wife. I don't know how you guys have sex. She's like 4-3. I mean – you you guys should teach a course. Adam, you met my you met her. She's uh she's like five foot four, which is you know the size of an average woman. Yeah, I know. I'm just that big. Yes, she's never call your wife average, Steve. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> the average size woman. Dude, so tall Steve. By the way, which is an amazing nickname. Like it's tall like, Steve fights people. Uh, love it. I love it. Uh, thank you, McCorkle. Thank you, tall Steve. All right, man. Thank you so much for having me. Good being all with you. Good luck. You're the best, brother. Take care.